Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're very welcome back to another video on this channel that looks at all things narcissistic and recovery from narcissistic abuse to go on to find our life's purpose again and recover and survive and thrive. Today I'd like to look at a pretty relevant subject in relation to NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. There are two... Um, kind of roads of opinion about it and two puristic roads, you know, that people look at. And I kind of usually like to meet in the middle. There is the psychological road that people go down and say people with NPD suffer from a personality disorder. Therefore, um, you know, we conclude all things around that are to do with their disorder. Other people say it's a totally spiritual um and spiritual energy that these people have and the actions that they take are evil and that therefore they are evil. I actually meet in the middle. I believe both. Um, I believe that, yes, we have psychology and psychology can explain to us the patterns of behaviour in these individuals that we deal with and that they all kind of sing from the same hymn sheet. The patterns of behaviour are all very, you know, they slot into this personality disorder and it's all very clean and it's easy to understand once you understand the personality disorder. And others of us will say that because from a young age, these individuals um, practice going against other people and practice hurting people, practice cruelty and practice all those negative uh, things that destroy and hurt other people, that they're therefore taken over by an evil presence and they're possessed and that possession won't change and that they will go to their graves, creating evil in the world. Well, actually, both sides are true. I mean, in this modern world, people are sometimes afraid to look at the spiritual element of energy and what people do and just, you know, get to grips with what we used to be and the fact that that this that there are things that we cannot explain, that there are energies around us, that there are motivations that people have for doing certain things at certain times that can't be explained. So we do tend to try and cleanse our environment, with modern thinking, with computers, with science. And 
you know, we can tend to push that that aside and say it's for people who are kind of crackpots and, you know, hippies and new agers and people who have lost, you know, the ability to think logically and that they just put all this down to this kind of spiritual stuff. Honestly, both are true. I mean, we can see the narcissist behaving in patterns, but we have to ask ourselves what motivates one person that has had the same upbringing in the same family to go down this road of evil actions. So whether you can diagnose this person as being evil is up to maybe spiritual leaders, but I believe ultimately is up to God whether the person themselves is diagnosed as being evil. Certainly the actions of a narcissist are evil. So I've got to leave that one up to you guys to decide in relation to whether you want to condemn the individual with narcissistic personality disorder as actually being evil or deciding that what they do is evil and that therefore that decision is not for, for us, that it's for someone better, someone greater, God. Okay, so another angle I'd like to take this from is, given that you believe in evil, or even if you don't, if you believe just in evil energy, and we have characterised or personalised evil in the form of Satan, the fallen angel, Lucifer, the demon, and looking at that element and supposing that we are okay with with the belief that satan exists if you were satan how would you best how would you best do your work given that you are against god and his creation of human beings and God's ideal and in any of our spiritual teachings in the Quran in any of the our big, big religions that we have, Judaism, so many different religions in the world, Christianity, they all will bring will bring the their spiritual teachings towards the survival of the human race, towards um, love, towards honouring your neighbour, toward, towards doing good deeds, towards having compassion and empathy for others. They're all they're all singing from that hymn sheet and that God's creation in the world is that he wants all of us to survive, to live together in love and harmony and peace in as much as we possibly can and for us to live good lives and to survive. So given that that's one side of the equation, the satanic and dark forces do not want God's creation and God's world to exist. So how would you go about destroying that. So let's just try and put ourselves in Satan's head and I'm suitably armed to try and do that because honestly anytime I make videos like this I always feel there's some kind of energy around me so I want to try and try and get it as, as straight as possible as protected as possible here. If you were Satan and you saw 
a shining, beautiful individual that all of us human beings are, that have empathy. We're not perfect. We're far from perfect. I'm just saying that our motivations aren't dark. Our motivations are to try our best to be good. We don't always succeed at that, but we would try in general to not hurt other people. So how does Satan get in, you know, to someone who's not interested in darkness, who's not interested in destruction, stealing, killing, cheating, lying, raping, who's not interested in that, who doesn't want that, whose ethos is against that? Seduction. Seduction, guys, is how Satan will try and get in. And narcissists love bomb and seduce from a very fake position. They do this very in a very speedily manner because they don't want, they want you hooked very quickly, enticed, intoxicated and seduced. Because once they have you in that position, they then have power over you to manipulate you in other ways. So Satan does seduce. He seduces you by the narcissist going in and elevating you to a position where you feel intoxicated, where he will bring out many of your narcissistic traits that we all have inside us. He will give us hedonistic experience of what we believe to be true happiness and love, but which can't actually be with the speed that the narcissists will bring us to this level at. But we are, we're seduced and we're fooled. We're fooled with the fakery. Satan then uses the narcissist to bring us down, to totally crash us to the ground, to devalue us, to confuse us, to isolate us, to manipulate us, to bring out again our narcissistic traits of jealousy, um, jealousy, confusion, greed. We want more of what the narcissist had to offer of this fake happiness that we now associate with a true state of happiness and being. We lose our values. We lose ourselves. We, the, the narcissist will confuse our reality by gaslighting, by lying. And again, I see this if you believe in the persona of Satan and evil and satanic stuff. I believe that you're then in a, in a very dense fog of what the narcissist has created in the devaluation stage of you. The narcissist will then go on to try and annihilate you by either doing something heinous to you, like cheating or worse. They will try and steal your assets when they leave you. They'll try and leave you in the ground very hurt emotionally. They will have fed on you significantly to have left you exhausted. And they'll then go on to do more heinous stuff in that they will use a smear campaign against you to finally finish you off. And I believe that given again, we believe in Satan, that the end result of that is that you will turn narcissistic yourself or that you will be high in your narcissistic traits in that you maybe fight against the narcissist, come up with, get get wholly involved in, in an embittered state, be very bitter against the narcissist to try and get revenge on the narcissist, you know, bring more darkness into the world, try and hurt them, try and hurt others who've hurt you, become quite narcissistic, forget about your values and who you are, become bitter and then become isolated from the rest of the world because you don't trust other people anymore. I believe that that is the destruction of a good person. I believe Satan would be quite satisfied that 
you had broken relationships down with your friends and family, that you'd lost your purpose in life to go on to fulfill your purpose that God has set out for you in life to bring good into the world, to achieve something in your lifetime, to have left you in a dark hole of bitterness, lack of trust and seeking revenge and angry and definitely dimming your light to the point, point of either extinguishing it where you take your own life or dimming it so much that you never recover or dimming it so that you recover slightly but never actually fulfill the purpose that you were put here for. What the narcissist does, the acts that they do are heinous and evil. They cheat, they lie, they steal, they destroy, they seek you committing suicide and they actually kill. At what point do we not call this evil? I mean, do we say like if someone is psychopathic and they lack remorse or even a narcissist, if they kill somebody, that it's it's OK for them to do that, that that they can plead insanity or they can plead a personality disorder. And therefore, uh, because they have a personality disorder, it's not considered evil and punishable. We need to get real here, guys. We need to be very aware that there is a very dark force out there that some people we can identify as practicing this darkness actually exist. And if we want to brush it off with psychology and say they're there, they have this personality disorder and therefore we must understand them and have compassion for them. Yes, yes, understand them, have compassion for them at a distance, but do never, ever, ever underestimate the fact that if you turn your back, they will knife you in the back. They will slit your throat, metaphorically speaking. They may do it physically, but they do not have your best interests at heart. They are practicing a dark art. The air around them is poisonous. They seek to confuse you and to lose your sense of reality. So when you've lost your sense of reality, you cannot make an informed decision because you don't know what the truth is. You're therefore not functioning in the real world. You're not functioning as you. And that's an evil act against you. It seeks to annihilate you as a person, to take your energy away, to feed off you, to make you not exist in the form that you were born in. You know, if you were to excuse this and say that narcissists don't know what they're doing, that they're unaware that they're narcissists, let's just get back to what I said in another video. Narcissists say we'll cheat and then they know that that's wrong. But instead of admitting that that's wrong and that they are accountable, which narcissists don't do, they will blame you for their cheating and say if you had looked after them better or had more sex with them or, you know, done looked more attractive or weren't fat or weren't this or that, they wouldn't have had to cheat. So in the fact that they're justifying 
why they did something. If they need to justify it and blame you for all their wrongdoings, they know therefore there's a need to justify because they know therefore that they did wrong. So cognitively they know when they're doing something wrong, when they're being cruel, when they're hurting someone, they just just try and justify it to make it not their fault that they actually are doing these evil things and doing wrong. So when a person knows that they've done wrong and they are in our society and they call themselves a human being, f forget the justification. They've done wrong. They know they've done wrong. They've done something evil. They've tried to hurt their fellow man. Therefore, yes, I would say that their actions are evil and that they know that they're doing evil. Forget about, you know, psychopaths, narcissistic personality disorder, unaware narcissists. They're not unaware that they're doing wrong. So we have the fact that they don't care that they're doing wrong, that they have no empathy, that they have no remorse. You've got to call that evil, guys. There's no two ways about it. If we pussyfoot around it and we don't look at it, look at reality for what it is, that what they're doing is evil. It's up to God to decide, you know, whether they're an evil being or whether they have evil influences or whether they are possessed by an evil entity. We can't, you know, fundamentally we can't say for sure whether this person is evil, but we can say for sure what they do is evil and we can say for sure that they're aware of that. So I don't know how much clearer that can actually get. And another thing, guys, their families know about them. Their families know. Have you, do you remember interacting with their families? And I will tell you this. Their families are looking on with fascination, like, like they're looking at a soap opera. They know what's going to happen to you. They're curious to see how it folds out. They're glad the narcissist has you because, guys, if the narcissist has you, and I'm going to do another video on this, there's so much to talk about in relation to this diabolical personality disorder. If the narcissist has you, the narcissist isn't going to be taking their crap out so much on their close family members. So you're like a diversion to that. And you can maybe make the narcissist happy for a while. And the family members have seen this in action before. Because when you go, the narcissist hits, up the, hits them up again for supply and negative supply and has goes at them again and changes back to the good old family narcissist, brother, sister, mother, father, whatever. So... They're not a good person. They can give the impression to so many people and so many people, you know, who don't know the narcissist or who haven't been affected by the narcissist, who the narcissist has sought to keep on the good side, who the narcissist has held the mask up to because they didn't need to get negative supply from these people. You'll have so many people singing their praises. They can be in churches and everything. But if you know the truth, recognize what's happened. Look at the person's actions. And if those actions are evil, accept it. It is there. It exists.
I think that's about what I have to say, guys, in relation to is the narcissist evil. What you've been through is crap. A person has only thought about themselves. If the world was full of just narcissists, humanity would not exist. They're an aberration. Their behaviour is an aberration of the human condition. They seek to destroy others so that they can benefit in their lives only. So if we're all to go into life like this, there would be no society. There would be chaos. There would actually be no reality. This world that we have been given is a far from perfect place. We have to recognise that there is this dark force in our world. We have to accept it, that it's more than just a personality disorder. The driver behind this we were given free will as young children, as young human beings. God gave us free will. Two people in the same family, with the same upbringing, with the same parents. One ends up being empathic. One ends up being highly narcissistic and seeks to destroy others to get their needs met and doesn't improve, in fact, gets worse and learns how to manipulate and do things more cleverly, more hidden and more cruelly. We've got to recognise this. This is dangerous. These people will not stop. Get out of the fog. It takes, guys, it takes, it can take a year or more to get out of the fog so you can see what you've been through clearly. And that in itself is scary. That's dangerous because like I remember when I was six months out, I thought I was out, but I wasn't. It's only now and it's only with, with the vets on our channels, they will tell you it takes a long time to get your thinking back, to get clear again. It's like dark coils have been wrapped around your brain, your spirit, your soul, the essence of who you are. And it takes quite a while to cleanse them, to be free of them. So I know it can sound a little bit crazy. And for anyone that hasn't been through narcissistic abuse with a fully fledged narcissist, will probably look at this and maybe turn it off and go, your one's a bit, you know, Lula. <laughs> so um, I know you guys that have been through it will understand it. I hope this video has helped. I hope it's helped explain or delve into the fact that the narcissist does evil things and the fact that it's a very, very dangerous personality disordered person to be around and that we do need to acknowledge, you know, that it is more than, than a psychologically explained disorder and that we really need to have our narc glasses on going forward because we need to fulfill our destiny, our fate, the purpose we were put into this world for. And we need to not be a victim of Satan. We need to, in fact, overthrow that evilness that came into our lives by 
going more strong into our purpose than we would have gone before so that we can have a double win, if you know what I mean. So that Satan didn't take us out, but the interaction with Satan actually double increased our purpose in the world and double increased our motivation to do good in the world. I leave you with this, guys. It's been a long video. I hope it's helped. Uh, see you again soon. Have a good week and take great care of yourselves and get free of those dark coils. Bye. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything, from T-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets, and of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection, or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.